Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Hello, and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast. My name is Connor McKenna. And I'm Carl Stoop. <laughs> I'm sorry. Alright, in- introduce yourself properly, man. This is Carl Stoop. Horsing around as usual, Carl. And this week, we are covering Marvel Premiere 25, Mindstorm. Also known as Morning of the Mindstorm. And yeah, just two titles. And this is Marvel Premiere 25, so this is the final issue in the run we are covering. Correct. And the first issue for... John Byrne. Byrne. A somewhat controversial figure in the comics world. Now, I will say this. This isn't 100% John Byrne. This is John Byrne still drawing the Marvel way. Hmm. This is not him pushing his boundaries and doing his thing. Yeah. Which which does come later. <clears throat> but specifically with this issue, I mean, there's a couple panels where you can just say this screams John Byrne. But mm. for the most part, this is John Byrne drawing the Marvel way. And in the 70s, Marvel literally had a handbook hmm. on how you had to draw. Oh. For if It was almost like Disney. If you're going to work for us, this is how stuff is going to look. This is how it's going to feel. And it, it was almost like, like a religious following. If you're going to work for us, this is, you're going to tow this line. And this is John, in this issue, this is John Byrne still towing the line. He goes out of line in a couple panels where you can see his certain style certainly shine through, especially mm. towards, towards the end when the screamer gets involved. But even in the next run with the Iron Fist's own issues, first couple issues are still him drawing the Marvel way and then since he was killing it in the book I think they just said you can go nuts and speaking of those next two issues boy I can't wait to start covering them <laughs> just well we gotta get through this one first yes uh, just before we start some good news listeners the da, da, Iron da. Fist rumors about the Netflix series have been debunked by Joe Casada. so yeah, we were right, you were wrong. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> the bottom line is, Peel the Orange was wrong. Peel the Orange can suck it. <laughs> and Bleeding Cool can also be wrong. And, yeah, so now, I... Yep. Please, please remember, we're still, because of what happened with Daredevil, and their set schedule, Iron Fist is still a year away. Yep. Because Marvel from the get-go said every six months you will get a season. And Jessica Jones just hit today. Then we're going to get... Are we going to get Luke Cage next? Or are we going to get Daredevil Season 2 next? Uh, Daredevil Season 2 is next. But that's six months away. And six months after that comes Luke Cage. So that means six months after that will come Iron Fist. So... So they don't need to rush it. They've got a year and a half. Unless they are 
we might release develop them simultaneously and release them a bit closer. Mm-hmm. I'm well, not. I think I might have I heard that mentioned somewhere. If Iron Fist doesn't pop up a year from now in the Luke Cage run, he probably will. I'm hoping he will anyway. But then again, will they do him popping up in Luke Cage, and then six months later we get season three of Daredevil? <laughs> hey, look, I mean, this this Daredevil stuff is pretty good, so I'm not complaining. Um, mm-hmm. Although I am... Uh, act, well, that's for the Daredevil podcast. I won't go into my gripes <laughs> with the Netflix joke. So yeah, that was the good news, and that's really good news. That Carl said to me on Facebook, have you heard the rumours? And it's just like, I was just thinking, Carl, I just love waking up and reading Kill the Orange rumours. And then just living in despair for the rest of the day. But this actually made my day, because it was good news. Even though Joe Quesada is another controversial figure. One more day. Um, I call him Quesadilla. <laughs> Alright, All right, so... On, on to issue 25. Which came out in October 1975. Nothing of note happened that I could find. Not really. However, I did want to bring up something. Yep. In, I believe it was about three podcasts ago, mm-hmm. I, we, we brought up the fact that Iron F- in the Iron F- in the Marvel premiere issue that there was a one-third page ad for Wolverine appear- appearing in Hulk 181. Yeah. Now, from a little bit of digging I've done on the re- in research, I found someone actually selling the page from the Marvel premiere cut out with a razor blade signed by the artist and writer from Hulk 181 and in his average and he wanted of course he even had CGC sealed in plastic and wants a fortune for it but he claims that that Marvel premiere is because of when it actually hit the newsstands is actually the first appearance of Wolverine uh, is this a new thing? I don't know. That's but dumb. P- people do hunt for that stuff. Yeah. And if that technically is the honest to God, first time, first print, hit the newsstands before anything else, that will make that issue possibly worth a little more, especially to the Wolverine mm. fanatics. Let's get to the cover. Again, mystery cover artist... There's no uh, chick there, though. Say, no chick. Mm. Definitely not John Byrne. Good use of colors. Says mine, just plain old straight up Mindstorm in a big black word bubble. Yep. And my martial arts. Even my martial arts skills cannot stand against creatures such as these. I'm at the mercy of the minions of Anger, the Screamer. And he's been grabbed from behind by what looks like a wall. Mm-hmm. And he's kicking out, and it seems like he kicks out some of the wall... And Angar is pointing at him in his weird hippie outfit. There's demons there, a snake, and a cityscape in the background, and the skybox is red with no... The the creatures are very Kirby-esque. Yes. And, uh, actually, this is a change. I have not read this issue in black and white. Wow. I just... I am shocked. I felt like reading it in colour. I don't know why... Not because it was better or anything, but just because I felt like it. I well, guess. I definitely think the last few pages would lose a lot in black and white. 
Yeah, that too. I didn't know they were coming, but when I got to them, I recognised that. Anyway, so we get to the first page, and the paragraph up top is fixed. It yes, Instead it of is. at the age of nine, at 20, it's, they fixed it to 19. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it is the... I think it's pretty much the same, other than the age correction. Pretty much. And it's written by Chris Claremont, John Burns, the artist, Al McWilliams is the inker, Karen Mantlo is the letterer, Michelle W. is again the colorist, and Len Wayne is still the editor. And the title is Morning of the Mindstorm, and it starts off with a pretty nice first page in this sort of garden type thing. There's like a little pond there, there's some trees, there's a nice colored wall in the background, and this huge guy called Kumbala Bay is trying to kill Iron Fist because he is the Princess Azir's bodyguard who was not there for the robot attack from Monstroid. And he basically feels like he's been shamed because someone else was there to protect her and not him. And it's like, well, buddy, that's your fault. You should have been there. You know, now this ice ice cone head has... And yes, so they're fighting, and obviously the fights are... You know, solid as usual. He's got a big... Uh, Kumbala Bay's got a big angry mustache and blue underpants and blue boot things. I don't know. Yeah, he, def- he definitely looks like an early Street Fighter character. Hmm. He does, actually, yeah. So they're fighting. Iron Fist is holding back. He's pulling his blows, and Kumbala's not. So Iron Fist, he doesn't want to fight. He's sick of fighting. He says he's been fighting ever since he got out of Kunlun and the editor even puts as he's recapping all his fights the editor even puts Marvel Premiere 15 to 24 there so every issue that's come out yep. <laughs> from cultists to robots to ninjas blah blah and yeah so Iron Fist sees he has to end the fight and as Kumbala's about to stomp on his head he deflects it grabs him and flips him over him and then He's like, yield, this fight serves no purpose. He's but like, you dishonored me in the eyes of the Princess Outlander. Would you dishonor me in battle as well? It's, again, you dishonor yourself. And Iron Fist says, I would have this fight end. And then Kumbalas keeps being a jerk and grabs him in a bear hug. And he says he will free him if he begs for his mercy for his life. And he also says, I'm Kumbala the Mountain, Iron Fist. And the man does not exist who can break my grip of death. And that is important later, which is why I directly quoted that. Uh And And he pretty much puts him in a massive bear hug. Yeah. And Iron Fist looks like he's going to poop his pants. It looks like he is pooping his pants. Well, yeah, it's not a good look for him. Holding his... I guess that's Kambala's hand and not his hand. It's kind of hard to tell. And you hear from the from the sidelines, someone yells, Kambala Bay! And, it's... and on the next page, we have the princess, who is not happy. Yep. Iron Fist, it turns out, is an honored guest. And of the princess. Kambala Bay is totally trying to kill him, but then he says, my princess, it was only innocent. And the princess pretty much says, if we were back home, then your dead carcass would be already hung on the city walls as carrion meat. I like that idea. <laughs> and the look on his face is priceless. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, like a he sad just, puppy. Like, he 
Like he totally got caught, you know, watching eating out porn. of the cookie jar. <laughs> or that. There goes your dirty mind again. I'm old. I'm, it's entitled. Uh, and there's Scarf in his three-piece suit. You okay, sport? I am well, Lieutenant Scarf, which leaves me better off than Kambala Bay, I think. And then Onfis says, Princess, there was no need to intervene. You were just going to kill each other. And then the princess says, there was need. Kumbala's games are too often fatal, murder disguised as an accident of sport. He would have killed you, Iron Fist, had I not stopped him. Then Iron Fist goes, he would have tried. <laughs> had he succeeded, my friend, I would have mourned. It's like, well, I'm glad, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I'd like to see you again, warrior. Is that a request, princess, or a royal command? A command, of course, but only if you'll not heed a request. But then she and says then, she cannot command him, not truly, because she owes him her life. That And that's a debt she can never repay. And Iron Fist, of course, goes, There's no debt. I did what any man would have done. I leapt directly at the giant robot firing lasers and stuff and punched it to death. I mean, I would have done that, right? Would you have done it as well, Carl? Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to protect these foreign delegates. Diplomacy is important. That's right. Even if it means punching a giant robot with your bare hand or hitting it with a stick. Delegates, refugees, they're all the same. Well, we're getting into <laughs> difficult territory here, aren't we? And then we find out, for some unknown reason, two guys are trailing Iron Fist with the coolest dashboard ever put on a car. And it's purple. Yes. Just like the car as well is purple. And it, it looks like it's got some, it's got two TV screens and a reel-to-reel tape and an alarm clock and a gun scope and all kinds of crazy stuff. Do we know what neighborhood Iron Fist is in? I don't think it's been mentioned. He was near Central Park before, I know that much. I want to say Brooklyn is where the Lees live. I mean, he, it, he went from the city onto a subway to get there, or rather a taxi to get there, so I'm going to say probably in the Brooklyn area, but who knows where this is. Doesn't this uh, is where the princess is hanging out. What neighborhood does Ironfist generally reside in nowadays? It's Brooklyn, isn't it? Pretty sure, yeah, right next to Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, because he's generally in the, he's in the same neighborhood as Luke Cage, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Which is just like, why... Why have two of you in that one neighborhood why don't you split up because you know New York's a big city so alright so we've got two guys surveilling Iron Fist and talking to someone they're calling the fat man and And then we're glimpsed to this attractive blonde holding a microphone asking them what what should these two do and he's the fat man who's not really in view we just kind of see a little bit of him so it could be Alfred Hitchcock there to stay as close as possible without blowing the cover. I want to know every move Iron Fist makes without fail, or I'll have their heads. Is that understood? Originally, I thought this was Kingpin, but then I realized he had hair, and he was a bit mm-hmm. too chubby. And obviously, I then remembered who it actually was, and we will find that out quite soon. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the two guys are like, all right, we'll do what he says. And they see Iron Fist going, Iron Fist and Scarf going into Lee Wing's house, and they go, "Wait a minute, something's wrong up there." 
and I have no idea how they know that. Yeah, that is kind of odd. Iron Fist knows something's wrong, with lots of second-person narration, obviously, which is wonderful as usual. And he mm-hmm. walks in, and, again, and the, place the place is trashed. Is trashed. Gets trashed a lot. And he feels similar to Kumbala Bay. He was not present at all when his master was attacked. Well, he's calling Lee Wing his master now, not a doddering old man who's a senile git. But, yes, so a shadowy figure comes up behind him and swings at him with a samurai sword. While yelling, die, monster. And this is all pink background, pink, purplish background. And the, mm-hmm. the, in fact, the top panel of shadows are done quite nicely of the windows. The ref- as they come in, you know, the sanctity, uh, they're describing it as like a sort of sanctuary and the crisscrossing bars and the things in the forefront just being jumbled, you know, make it really seem like it's disturbed in an effective way instead of just showing a trash room. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he ducks... The sword wielder, he's saying that with a samurai, a samurai sword in the hand of an amateur is dangerous, and in the hands of a master is unbelievably deadly. It's like, well, I mean, in the hands of an amateur, they might cut themselves as well. It is still dangerous, though. He's completely correct. But he kicks him in the face. That's right. He tries his luck, and he gets lucky. And that it was not a master holding that sword. And he kicks the person into the light, and that crazed sword-wielding person is Professor Wing. Just ruining everything as usual, or confusing everyone. <laughs> He's apparently off his meds. <laughs> he could say Professor, that. Professor, it's Iron Fist, sir. Don't you know me? This is insane. This man took you in, gave you a job, called you his friend, and now he tries to kill you? No, you're lying. You're not Iron Fist. You're monsters, all of you. He You're monsters. Very disheveled. Yep. Almost like he's being beaten, thrashed around. His tie is on the outside of his sweater. That's a fashion no-no. Dear Lord. <laughs> and then, so, I'm going to kill you all, he says, and Iron Fist is like, there's no time to be gentle. I've got to put down this old geezer right now. That wasn't his direct quote, but that's what I was feeling. Yeah. He did... He... <laughs> He disarms him and kind of looks like he's breaking his arm in a Steven Seagal move there. He should break his arm, both arms and both legs, so he can't get himself into trouble. And if that wasn't enough, then he gives him an open palm blow to the chest that at a man his age would probably make his heart stop. I assumed he was shoving him against a wall, but I think you're right, because he's on the ground next time you see him. Yeah. And Scar comes in... Too late with a gun. I heard the commotion. What's going on here? Oh my lord. Yeah. <laughs> the old man's gone and messed himself. And so the old man is saying he can't let the monsters get Colleen. He'll have to. Yeah. He thinks they're all monsters. His pretty, pretty Colleen. They want to hurt her. Obviously, he's hallucinating. Yeah, he's out of his mind. Yeah. And a quick call summons an ambulance for Professor Wing. A second to Colleen's office is not answered. That doesn't mean anything. She and Misty could be out on a case, perhaps. But I don't think so. Something about Colleen feels very bad. Yeah. You have a hunch. Fine. 
I'm playing equally fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll forgive me if I hope, deep down, that you're wrong. Yep. And yes, and yes, those pauses are all in there. I didn't make that up. Yeah, no, he didn't. So there's, they drive to the Colleen's house, and they see him being carried away by police in handcuffs. And he says that he's been having these feelings since even when he was in Kanlung, and they've never played you false. Not then, not now. You wish just once they had. And Scarf gets out of the car, and he's like, what the? Hey, patrolman, what's going on here? What's this bust all about? So Who wants to know? Scarf shows him his badge and says, well, special investigator, lieutenant, and they say, sure, Lieutenant, sure, the lady's wanting for questioning on a narcotics investigation out of Manhattan North. Whose authorization? Captain Ritchie's, I guess. Look, Lieutenant, I'm just doing what I was told you. Then Iron Fist yells, Lieutenant Scarf, look out, and proceeds to kick one of the cops in the face. Because if you, if you look all the way to the right of that panel, the cop, the other is cop... pulling, pulling out his gun. And Colleen's face is, oh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Colleen doesn't talk, which is weird. You're right. She usually would be saying things at this point. And the next panel, Iron, I've said Iron Fist kicks him, and the gun goes off in the air. I like the Surf. way that there's lines coming out from the action. If you can see yep. the sort of, yeah, impact. And the sound effect is rack. Rack. And the punch to Scarf's face is cop. Yep, and they're not cops. And they, well, admit they were going to kill him, but the short and skinny is they beat them up. It's another decent fight. People get kicked into trash cans. Vum sound effects are made as one of the cops drives off in the car, I guess. Now, I would like to comment that the cop yep. who gets kicked in the face makes the comment, Bernie, he's rumbled us. <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? I, I got to be honest with you. I don't even know. Yeah. I'm gu I'm guessing it means that they've, you know, seen through our disguise. Yeah. But I've never heard he's rumbled us before in my life. Then we get some... As Scarf and Iron Fist hop in the car and chase him, we get some nice second-person monologuing here saying that Iron Fist hates cars. They are big yep. and noisy and smelly and are like a small cage sealing you off from the world around you. So he feels quite confined in a car, which I found interesting. It's good to have these little character bits constantly popping up. Yep. Nothing like development. Which is something that might be... Hopefully we'll come back in Town Man and Iron Fist. Well, I don't... He's never owned a car that I know of, even in the... Uh, yeah. Amazing Spider-Man issues that were fantastically done with Jay Lee. He's got a motorcycle. Wait, there was... Jay Lee did... Spider-Man issues with the Iron Fist in them? You have so much to learn, young Padawan. Uh, but luckily, I am here to teach you. So, <laughs> well, alright, link link me those after the show. Never. Ah. <laughs> I need them. So You can't find them. You live in Australia. Yeah, I have to find them for you. But, but... And then pay $30 to ship them to you. But, but I might be able to find them in a Spider-Man trade. That's possible. Mm. And I like Spider-Man, so it wouldn't be a waste of money, really. Unless it was uh, Dan Slott, then it would be a waste of money. But 
But now you have no choice, not if Colleen is to be rescued. So you sit quiet, quietly and you endure. And the world goes mad around you. The kidnappers drive like men with nothing to lose, veering in and out of crowded city streets like masters. They chose their escape vehicle with care as well. The siren of their stolen police car clearing most of the traffic from their path. So there's a high octane chase. But not all. And they then we have the cop cars taking the corner, and there's like six kids in the street playing ball. And they turn with a look of shock in their face, and the guy's gunning. He's not even hitting the brake pedal. In fact, and he's doing the opposite. The... <laughs> all right. But luck was with the kids, or fate, however, are with the children. No one is hurt. They all are diving out of its way. This time, a pity there has to be an encore. And by that, they mean Iron Fist and Scarf and the other cars kicking around the same corner. And all the kids have run back into the center of the street with looks of shock and awe on their face, pointing in the direction of the first car. But now they turn, eyes wide as they can be, as we cut back to Scarf going, Oh my God, oh my dear, bleeding God. Again, I've never heard anyone yell bleeding God before in my life either. Yeah. No, in the then, dragon's name, the children. It's like uh, uh, Helen Lovejoy from The Simpsons. <laughs> Again, the children escape. For them now, the fun and games are over. So Scarf decides to take out all the trash cans on the side of the road instead of taking out the kids. Which Good is choice. a poor decision in my mind, <laughs> but it is up for debate. I'll give it that much. So, Yep, so they drive... It seems Scarf drives into an alleyway. And... Well, they drive into an alleyway. They take a left into a dead end. And Scarf's like, Oh, okay. So help me when I catch those lousy stinking scum, I'm going to bust his head open. So help me, God. I did think it was and, a bit odd that he just drove into then, an alley. So Then they take that left, and he's like, Bingo, we got him, Iron Fist. Those lice, again, odd, just made their first mistake. I know that alley, and it's a dead end for cars. We've got them trapped. And then some monologuing here. Trapped? You wonder. Those men are not fools. Their actions have proved that. Yet only fools would allow themselves to be boxed into a blind alley. So it seems a or, bit too easy, Iron Fist is thinking. Unless they were planning surprise. How good? I just want to point out all the kids' faces in that uh, the third last panel on the left page. Mm -hmm. I like it. It's a good panel. I just I forgot I have to talk about the art sometimes. So. I like the uh, you know the girl from Wendy's in the center with both hands in her mouth. I meant the one below that. Oh, the just a close up of the eyes. Yeah. And the missing tooth. <laughs> yep. And the the Afro child in the middle. Well, like proto Afro, I guess. Not quite yet. But anyway, back to the plot. <laughs> Be careful. This is all too easy. As everything starts getting funky, the roof of the car melts away. Even as you speak, you hear the screaming and agony twisting deep inside your mind, and you know your warning has come too late, far too late. So in the Scar scarf has gone from grabbing hold of a steering wheel to grabbing the mouth of a dra dragon thingy looking to like rip his throat out 
and he's screaming, help me, oh, and so the transition, it starts off in the background as some, what looks like green, smoky stuff in, with an orange background, then this, it's hard to describe, it turns into this sort of dragon thing, with lots of light blues and greens and light colours, and it's Which looks fantastic. Stuff. It looks really good. We can't really do it justice describing it. So it's, that's a hundred percent burn right there. That dragon. Yeah. Hundred percent burn. And we go to the next page. Just the car screeching out of control, taking a nose into the wall and swinging all around, and then, as it says on the page, tragedy. As the car completely flips over, fire coming from the underside. Iron Fist doesn't know how Scarf got out of the car, but he managed to, and he's helping him away from the car. Again, these melodramatic... would say, just in the nick of time, and then the entire car explodes. These melodramatic statements, like tragedy and stuff, again, work in the story's favor, because it separates this from other Marvel comics. In terms of, like, you know, he reacts so largely to a thing that happens all the time in other comics. Like, oh, a car flips with a character in it. They're usually fine, but when you add that monologue in there, it provides, I don't know, just higher stakes, I guess, even though you know that Scarf's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Well, you might not, considering the death rate in this comic, actually, but, right. yeah. We know, because he does pop up in the future, also. Now, Also, the next panel... Uh... Well, yeah, you're waking up and you're you're getting yourself up off the ground and above Iron Fist's head, you see, worried about the piggy hero? I wouldn't bother much about him if I were you, because right now you've got problems. His collar's gone. All of your own big problems. You're right, his collar's been completely blown off his outfit. And it's gone for the rest of the issue. And I, I don't have a problem with it, but I just find it funny that the collar, again, is the victim of a vicious, tragic assault. It's a tearaway collar. <laughs> How many collars does he have? Or does one just grow again, like the symbiote it is? Uh, I think it does grow. That, only, <laughs> that would only make sense. It's the only it's, explanation. It's, it's, it's mystical. Yeah. So, now we start getting on like a John Pertwee Doctor Who trip as he falls through wow. this portal. What? You just dropped John Pertry. Nice, the third Doctor. Yeah, first one's my favorite, but I do love me some John Pertry. But yeah, it, a, with that, I'm him, a Tom Baker fan myself. Most people are. Unless they watch I grew the up ones. watching the longest, so that's why it is for me. But I did enjoy Pertry. I saw when we first started watching Doctor Who when I was a kid. I caught like the last ten episodes of Pertry and saw him change into Tom Baker, and then I saw the entire Baker run. Oh, wow. It's a huge run. The, the I think when I was growing up, I saw pretty much all of the first Doctor's run, William Hartnell, and the third Doctor's run. And mm-hmm. a fair chunk of Tom Baker's run, but yeah. But yeah, it looks like with Iron Fist falling out of that hole, I expect John Pertwee's head just to appear behind him. And, just <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's falling and falling and falling and going through all these psychedelic colors yep no one knows of his fate no one cares all alone now as you were 11 years ago and then he fought, comes out of the portal and poof in the middle of the Himalayas again we can't really describe the vortex he's flowing through we can't really do it justice because it's 
well, really weird. <laughs> it, would, it would require acid, I think. Lots of jagged and cha- and it's not just generic. Yeah. Oh no, let's. Ah, oh, it's hurting my head. <laughs> <laughs> so he falls so in he, the Himalayas. Yep. And it feels the snow feels more like concrete than snow. The worst is yet to come as memories stir within you and you recognize the valley for what it is. The valley where you saw your father. Oh no. Oh gods of Kunlun, please no. Murdered. Dad, dad, is that you? And his dad walks up and punches him dead in teeth. But it's it not... It is not the father you remember. Jeez, Arnfis. at all. Just wait till later. You're going to get a real surprise. That's... <laughs> So his dad starts kicking the crack and crap out of him, and uh, Iron Fist is like, he's had enough of this. So he, you know, deals it back to his father. His father falls down and screams, yeah! And he points and out it's, he's not a martial artist, this hallucination. Yep. And then this weird You're... giant purple snow thing hits him with... Right, well, that's because I think because uh, when he kicked the guy, when he kicked the fake dad down and he screamed... If you notice in the next panel, Iron Fist is half back up, ready to strike, but now there's no one in front of him. Yeah. And so now all of a sudden the snowbank behind him like reels up like a serpent and strikes him across the back. Yeah. And then you try to hold on. Fights really to hold on to the group. Sorry. This is not real. You can tell yourself this is not real. And then he's face to face with. <laughs> you are breaking up, but it it's like suiting the mood perfectly. So your voice is like suiting the weird trippy vision. But yes, Iron Fist comes across a zombie skeleton of himself, and he says, "Of course, it is not real, Iron Fist. Only you are real, and I am real, and I am for you." Obviously, it's supposed to be death. And then we get a sort of Ghost Rider panel here where he's Definitely. like half turning into a sort of skeleton and there's manic it's laughter in the background yep the laughter I and everything I deny you <laughs> I deny you may the power of Christ compel you and uh, uh, the last I deny you has like lots of Y's and E's and U's and stuff it's it's a really good panel that one I mean these are all pretty yeah. good but that one where he's like half a skull is great it's really good and mm-hmm. Iron Fist then wakes up. So, yep. Yeah, he's like huddled in a curled up ball like a little baby. You are alive and sane for the moment. Welcome back from hell, hero. Have a nice trip. No. Who, who are you? Who are you? Who, who? <laughs> <laughs> Angar's the name. Angar the Screamer. Arg, I'm a pirate. The villain of the... Peace... Yeah. One, I don't know what that means. One of them. Anyways, I deal in men's minds. Iron Fist. My scream warps them, molds them like putty. And when I'm done, I destroy them. Like I'm going to destroy you. It actually has a little thing here that you mentioned before. Last scene in Daredevil number 107. Yep. So that means no. he lasted. Mm-hmm. He, he was in Daredevil Black Widow issue 100. And that means this guy was around... Like, another seven issues? God, Angar the Screamer is awful. In fact, I think I remember him stealing well, I don't think his wife. I don't think his out his power's that awful. His outfit is horrendous. Oh, yeah, his outfit and 
yeah, his outfit sucks. Like, that's... I just find it interesting. Daredevil had such a bad rogues gallery until Bullseye came in. The Owl was cool. Purple Man, eh. But the fact that they used this guy for his 100th issue is just pathetic. <laughs> like, it's really bad. Like, you compare this to other issue 100s, like, The Amazing Spider-Man has freaking The Lizard and Morbius. And... You know, Daredevil gets Angar the Screamer. I can't believe it took 131 issues to have a villain that was used well in Daredevil. <laughs> That's <sighs> a different podcast. <laughs> I know, but I had to... Oh. Uh, you're venting. Yep. No, not me, Angar. What makes you so special, man? You think you've been through a lot up till now? Baby, I haven't even started yet. You want action, Iron Fist? Then try this on for size. And the whole panel goes wonky. It looks fantastic. Mm. And he starts to transform into another weird thing, dragon, sucker, sucker face dragon, or something like part eel, part dragon. It's, yeah, that's it's cool weird. as hell. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then while this all this is going down, instead of standing still as stone, relax. Instead, you stand still as stone, relaxing your body and mind, and you prepare for the moment. The power flows through you like a molten current flows down up into your arm and until your hand begins to smolder to glow and like unto a thing of iron. And he mm. punches, or rather strikes, straight at the dragon and basically punches the car. <laughs> yeah. Scarf's car that was currently flipped, you just, Iron Fist, pretty much just punches a giant <laughs> hole. Oh, Scarf deserves it. And Look at then, that dragon, though. That dragon in that panel. That is such a good panel. Where mm-hmm. his fist in it. You're right, it's this green dragon, really weird, sort of sucker face thing, and Iron Fist it's is like standing. An alien dragon. It's probably my favorite panel in the comic. Oh, besides the skull face. The skull face is great, but besides that, mm-hmm. this is my favorite panel. Because it is weird. And, and, and again, this panel, compared to the rest of the page. Especially the Angar above, that doesn't look like John Byrne drew that at all. But that panel with the dragon transformation, 100% burn. Yeah. And then after he punches the hole in the car, the stone wall behind him morphs out and grabs him. The wall, it's alive, grabbing me, crushing me. I can't break free. And it's identical almost to the stone wall creature on the cover. Yep, and he, in his hallucinations, forceful hallucinations, Lei Kung, but it can't be, it's an illusion, and then Lei Kung goes, calm yourself, people. If this is... Huh. Lei Kung doesn't know grammar. If this is illusion. (laughs) Oh, wait, no, he does. Never mind, I'm stupid. Ignore me. (laughs) Then it cannot harm you. If it is reality, then it really won't matter. Because you will be dead. Because you will be dead. <laughs> Do not struggle, Iron Fist. It will avail you nothing. For I am, I am Wukong, the Thunderer. The man, and the man does not exist who can break my grip of death. I told you that would be important, listeners. Yeah. You are wrong, large one. In this, in so many, in this, as in so many other things. For I am Iron Fist, and I am not any man. And I will be free. And he double iron fists him right in the forearms. And Luke Kane and uh, 
we now see that it is Kumbala Bay. Looking at his hands. <laughs> Another priceless pose. Like, oh, they don't work anymore. You should have kept silent while you had the chance, Kumbala Bay. For Li Kong the Thunderer has no grip of death. And then he lays him out again with an iron fist punch dead to the face. Kumbala Bay. Shakao. Yep. I should know. I was first among his pupils. And Kambala Bay falls backwards onto Angar the Screamer with a foom. Yep. Such a little mistake, but it gave you the anchor you needed to pull your mind out of the fantasy and back into reality. And then he's got Angar by the front of his shirt, and he's pissed. Mm-hmm. Where is she, Angar? Where is Colleen Wing? Who sent you to kidnap her? Who's your master? Answer me, Screamer, or I'll... And he's got the Iron Fist charged up again. And this time, Scarf comes to the rescue. Iron Fist, no. Let let him alone. Not leave him. Let him alone. He's no use to anyone dead. Besides, this kind of scum isn't worth killing. This kind of scum you torture for weeks at a time in a dark basement where no one knows where he's kept. That's not in the book. <laughs> yeah. There's wisdom, there's wisdom in Scarf's words. And right now, you couldn't care less. They got away, Scarf, didn't they? With Colleen. Yeah, they got clean away. And we've got three dead cops to show for it. But even that doesn't justify murder, and you know it. Especially, Especially when we've got a clue. Yes. It kind of sets you wondering, doesn't it? about who is behind this whole singing mess. And he's holding up uh, what looks like Angar's work pass, and it's Stark International. Yes, and... David Angar. <laughs> wow, it's a weird name. Then Anyway, Iron Fist is pissed. His, both his hands are still smoldering, and he goes, I don't care who, Lieutenant. This person wants me dead. Those I care for broken. He seems to think me easy prey. He is mistaken. I'm going to find this who, Lieutenant, and when I do, one of us is going to die. So I just is back to the killing thing again. <laughs> That's right. Maybe he'll maybe he'll follow through with it this time. Hopefully. <laughs> and also, and... It, it seems it seems like his uh, do-rag ties have gotten really short. <laughs> mm. I don't know if they, if they got shortened in the blast. Possibly. I'm going to assume that's what happened. <laughs> Next month... In Iron Fist number one. one. Iron Fist versus Iron. Iron Man. In true Marvel fashion, a hero's first issue is involving other heroes. Well, except, like, not all of them, but a lot of them. Anyway. And Nick, Marvel Premiere 26, proudly presents Hercules, Prince of Power. Which we will not be discussing. No, we will not. So, yes, I suppose we will be covering Iron Fist 1 next week, since this directly continues the plot. But at some point, yes. possibly after this first issue, at some point, we will be breaking off and discussing Marvel Team Up 31, and also Iron Fist appearances in Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. Yes. Anyway, uh, what did you think of that issue, Carl? I was an initially scared because it was Angar the Screamer. Yep. But it came together perfectly, and they used him just enough. Yep, my thoughts exactly. And I, 
I got a. I mean, I knew that the art was going to be good from that first page. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that's a beautiful first page. In fact, oh, yeah, like the art. If, Other than the first issue, the art hasn't been this good. If I had, if I would love this without the text boxes, just as a big poster, that first page would be great. <laughs> I would totally dig that. Um, yeah, really good issue, really good art. Um, I'm not sure mm-hmm. if I share Carl's sentiment as being the best since the first issue, but, well, I can't... I would have to go back and look to compare it. It is very good. And it's only going to get better. Mm. I think by issue three, he's up to full full bore burn all the time, 100%, and it's just fantastic. Mm. It's like every panel is a piece of art. Well, every panel is a piece of art, but it's just yeah. it's flawless. Mm. And um, just good, a more good character development, more little bits of history, more little bit about the psyche of Iron Fist when the fighting is just getting to him. Good the action. Card, bug him, all that good stuff. That weird sucker dragon was great. Um, yep. Yeah, like that last panel he even ended on is great with Iron Fist super angry with both his fists just smoldering. So, let's get to our wrap-up stuff. You can contact us, send us mail, fan art, ask us any questions you want. Um, yep, let us know if we're doing something wrong in the show, let us know if you disagree or agree with certain stuff that we cover, or our opinions, whatever. Uh, you can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us at our Facebook, The Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon, our Twitter, at Iron Fist Podcast, our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash Sons of the Dragon, all hyphens where the spaces are, our YouTube, just search Iron Fist Podcast and we will pop up right away, our WordPress, Sons of the Dragon, The Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, all one word, dot wordpress.com, and we are also on iTunes, feel free to rate us there. Um, we don't have a rating yet, but if you rate us uh, less than five stars, uh, leave us a comment why, and we'll improve on what we're doing wrong. Um, yeah, don't just like rate us one star for, and say nothing, or just say that we're jerks. <laughs> and we're also on Podcast Garden. If you go to the literature section of Podcast Garden, you will find us. And yes, next week is Iron Fist versus Iron Man. Now, Iron Man, Iron Fist, all these people, and you scream it, they are all properties of Marvel, so don't sue us. Anything we do, it's all non-for-profit. And, yeah. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for stopping by. Until next week, may your fists become unto a thing of iron, and may you track down whoever is coming after you. (laughs) Peace. Peace. Thank you.